This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey Gordon, how's it going? Morning, Doc. It's uh, really going well at the moment. I think uh, as we approach the the year-end wrap-up, life is looking good. Uncle Cyril didn't lock us away. Uh, On the other hand, uh, Peppa Pig's dance partner, Boris Johnson, has completely lost the (laughs) bloody plot. So right now, I think I'm happy I've got Cyril as the boss and not Boris Johnson. It's amazing. eh? You know, you think to yourself, uh, yeah, I don't want to go down that political road, but certainly out of 60 million people in, uh, in Great Britain, you should be able to choose one better than that. But anyway. Well, we'll see that. Anyway, I couldn't choose a decent football side, although both my football sides are doing well as we wrap up the year. Kaiser Chiefs are kind of sneaking into the top three position. I think they're lying second-ish. Arsenal looking like they could compete in Europe again next year. So yeah. all in all, the year's wrapping up nicely. And of course, the big one, well-deserved the box sitting at number one, which I think uh, given all that muck we tossed them as supporters this year yeah well done boys despite the lack of support from your supporters it was a tough year for them you know and i think you know we don't know how tough it could be and and you know we we're looking early next year gordon to get somebody in from from sa rugby to talk a little bit about the intricacies of the tension in the camp and the stresses uh, around lockdown along prolonged periods of time and COVID and so on but certainly you know on field they um, yeah they did well you know they did well and I think uh, you know talking into next year and throwing forward a little bit as well of course I think uh, next year if I'm not mistaken is the uh, Women's World Cup Rugby in New Zealand Um, our ladies are out there giving it their best shot. Their best shot wasn't particularly good against the uh, the Barbarians. We took a bit of a pounding. But you know what? It's just good to see women engaging with the sport. And let's hope we can talk about women's rugby before uh, Rugby World Cup uh, next year, 2022. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, you know, like I suppose South Africans, you know, we love our sport and, and we need to support our, our players uh, across across the various sporting codes. And yeah, but I mean, Gordon, on to today as we head towards the end of the year, we've got radio royalty. I know radio is one of your favorite topics in your media arsenal. Excuse the pun. Yes, yes, well done. A little <laughs> uh, sneak one in there. Uh, and, uh, and, and an old friend of mine from my Port Elizabeth days and a long way from Radio Uppy, the, the, the then UPE. Now in Mandela University, Dave Tiltman. Dave, uh, welcome in studio. Dave is uh, a Hall of Fame, SA Radio Hall of Fame inductee, and certainly one of the main voices in radio, and has been for you know over his thirty-year career. So, Dave, thanks very much for coming to studio, and spending time with us today. Hi, Dr. Doug. Yeah, great to be here, Gordon. Good to see you again. Yeah, indeed, uh, Doctor. I think I shared with you that uh, Dave and I bumped into each other. Uh, with one of the industry icons in radio, uh, Ravak Bunce, last week, and Dave gave me a few lessons in Eastern Cape hospitality. I, I had to, you know, had to sleep in late the next morning. <laughs> Did you guys have some grape juice there? I'm glad I, I'm glad, I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> but uh, Dave, I mean, a big, a big journey away from from PE. You ran I'll go for many, many years very successfully, uh, and today you're the CEO of AME, African Media Entertainment. So, you know, for perhaps our listeners not not that familiar with AME, if you can please just unpack what is in the composition of of that holding company. Yes, uh, Dr. Doug. I think the critical thing was I, I really had a fantastic um, journey at, at, at Algoa FM, um, becoming MD then in just around 2000. So it was a, quite a, a long ride, 32 years later. But I think the commonality was the fact that uh, African Media Entertainment, we'll just use the abbreviation AME. So AME was the uh, majority shareholder in Algoa FM, and I think that's obviously the connection for me eventually cracking the nod um, and uh, moving to Johannesburg. I mean, the group was running quite successfully as a listed company um, and with very strong subsidiaries, and I'll get into those now, but... I think eventually they decided they needed a CEO to tie everything together. Mm. Um, you know, times times have changed, and and they offered me the position on a Friday afternoon, and I was, I was yeah, <laughs> a couple of months later. So yeah. yeah, it was quite daunting. But I had been working with MoneyWeb on a regular basis to help um, the group as well. So I was quite used to the the lifestyle up in Johannesburg. Mm. about living in hotels but now at least i've got my own place yeah Yeah. so yeah just in terms of ame i think um as about i think six subsidiaries that we we have in the group um so we are a listed company and effectively the made the subsidiaries are algoa fm which is broadcasting as a commercial station uh, in the eastern cape and down the garden route just past the mussel bay which is quite a nice footprint to have Mm. and then all the way up to sort of colesburg area which then overlaps quite nicely with OFM, our other commercial radio station that we own, majority in, mm. um, with Kahisa being a, a smaller shareholder in that business. Um, OFM's part of what we created as a subsidiary was called Central Media Group. So the Central Media Group under Gary Struble at that time, they created a couple of divisions. One was a print division with Caxton, which is my ring. Um, we also have uh, digital platforms there, which is uh, they make websites and apps and mm. all the digital stuff. Um, and then OFM is their third. So those three fit quite nicely into the central media group. Um, in Johannesburg, we have MoneyWeb, which we took over a number of years ago. Um, 
and really leading the way in digital yep. digital broadcasting in South Africa. Um, very good. Um, and then we have a sales house in Johannesburg that looks after all our businesses, um, national sales and agency sales in Durban, Cape Town, and um, Johannesburg. So United Stations is that sells us. They also sell for other radio stations as well, including Vuma and Rise. Mm. Um, and we were involved quite extensively in, in selling for, for Hot or Classic. We had Classic in our portfolio until about 18 months ago when we, we put it into Business Rescue. Fortunately, mm. wasn't doing well. And now Hot 1027 has become that that brand yes mm. so we've got a minority stake in that we operate obviously in a highly regulated industry um so you can only have two majority stakes in commercial radio on fm so mm. i'll go and OFM or currently those two yeah with a smaller stake in in hot and a very small stake in kaya so we've mm. got got mm. quite a nice couple of brands yeah and then we were also selling into community radio from johannesburg with Originally in Hot 91.9 and also Josie, which has really done really well, um, even during mm. lockdown. Yeah, Josie, Josie's done extremely well. I think it, it, uh, analysis of the new Rams data, and we'll talk about that in a moment, they probably just got knocked out of the, the top five. I think, I think 702 came back into the top five of the independent stations, you know, outside of the, the Ucorsis and the Lissetis and that sort of thing, um, and the Metro. So, they, but they've done incredibly well, and, and, in, and in many respects, I think they've been the flag bearers for uh, community radio for the last decade. Uh, it really has been quite extraordinary lesson to those of us who are looking through the long, uh, wrong lens and not kind of realizing what was going on there. Um, we will, just as a matter of interest, be chatting with uh, Lance Roth, Rothschild in, in the new year about, about the Hot FM revised model and how it... Uh, how it goes on so yeah we will chat about hot in the new year yeah so yeah just to quickly wrap up gordon sorry um is just the last two is we've got uh, media heads which mm. we also yes own and they operate outside of our radio station so they're mm. almost like one of our subsidiaries but they operate with our sometimes our opposition brands mm. largely yes. sabc as well as prime media and others um and they've broadened up quite nicely into the movies um yeah. So with their, with their new BE partner, they were quite actively involved with a new show on SABC One, Ubutina Wetu, which is the old Ugly Betty, uh, which was now done in South Africa. Okay. So we're quite involved. We're starting to get more involved yeah. into dubbing as well, into yeah. some yeah. of those programs into French. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. And then finally, um, is um, you can see on our balance sheet, um, and we are listed, so our, our information is, is open to the yeah. public, is we've got a quite a strong property division. So yeah. all our businesses are operating from our own properties. Yeah. In Johannesburg, we've got a great campus. Mm. Um, and then obviously in Bloemfontein and Port Elizabeth is our recent yeah. property that we built, which is a mm. very unique building, but yeah. fantastic. Mm. I believe yeah. so. Sorry, Gordon. No, no. I'm, I'm just in chatting a while back, well, certainly firstly, that's a, a great portfolio, Dave. I mean, lots of cross-pollination opportunities, lots of, of different things happening, and certainly on the media head side, you know, into television as a, as a non-core radio. But I mean, just chatting with Alfie J from, from PE a, a while back, he was telling me about the building and the, and the eco-friendliness and the, yeah. and the green. I mean, it's apparently Gordon, uh, and I mean, <laughs> Dave and I come from PE, so, so please excuse the little meander down the PE route, but I mean, apparently it's iconic in, in the city, you know, people look at it as one of those standout buildings. So again, you know, you mentioned property, um, 
portfolio, but I mean, certainly that is, and, and also the launch with Tesla, uh, the tie up yeah, with yeah. green energy and, and clean. And so it's quite interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting take on a media company with a strong property division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. I just worry about you Eastern Cape boys when you talk about green energy. I think you might be referring to something more traditional that's than the herb uh, li- herbal that's line. The, that's you in the Telex up the road there, KZN. Uh, Come on, Gordon, hold it together. <laughs> Please. Yeah. This is a good show, this man. <laughs> Coming back to, to two of the, the big hitters in, in, in the portfolio, uh, Algoa and, and OFM, the new Rams data has come out, and uh, I think they've fared you know, relatively well, maintained sort of prime position in both of those, those markets. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's obviously uh, really not strong in terms of competition like a Johannesburg mm. or Cape Town Durban mm. market. So, I'll, you know, I'll go and OFM have been around for, I think, 35 years. Yeah. So they've really dominated. Mm. And even though um, ICASA has issued um, new commercial licenses into the Free State and the Eastern Cape, um, those, um, for many reasons, and it'll probably take about five mm. podcasts to discuss mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't been taken up properly. So the people that were allocated the licenses have been sitting back for yeah. a number of reasons and not broadcasting. So it kind of really has suited us. Mm. So we just continue mm. to, to, to to dominate the day. Yeah. And, and our position in the local markets, there is community radio, but it's obviously not as strong as the yeah. Hot and Josie and those brands. But... It's mainly SABC brands that broadcast into the region. Yeah, yeah. we compete against yeah. them. Just, just coming back to to those markets. I mean, I, I've often referenced what I call the Natal Witness Syndrome. Um, and the Natal Witness has been the number one newspaper in Peter Maritzburg for 150 years, and nobody cares because mm. nobody thinks anybody actually lives in Peter Maritzburg. So, mm. how do you go about? You know, given that we we planners we often just default to the big three you know cape town Gauteng, durban how do you keep you know the free state market and the eastern cape in 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 the market as i as marketing regions because you can only win if the region's winning um you can't sell the station before you sell the, the region how do you how do you how do you pitch that into the marketing fraternity yeah i mean that's been one of the biggest challenges that we've always had in terms of uh, dealing with agencies and coming from a, a secondary market and particularly in my case if you don't mind me sharing a bit more about algoa than ofm because mm. that's kind mm, of where sure. i was mm. based but we spend a lot of time you know with on the, on the trade marketing front working with our sales our united stations as well as our teams locally to try and keep top of mind and it's very difficult when um, I'm not generalizing in terms of media planners but you know obviously they, they gravitate towards brands that they listen to which is normally yeah. you know mm-hmm. maybe um, High Fault or 94.7 in Johannesburg so often these brands get you know they they must take in terms of a schedule so you, you yeah. get um, mm-hmm. bookings on in Durban Cape Town and Joburg and then mm-hmm. you know people have normally got two options and this is where we come in is that they can either start using Algoa and, and, and OFM or they can just use a national station to try and mm. you know spray machine gun approach to mm. get like a five yeah. or a two thousand mm. or whatever. So mm. we've had to work hard and st- on staying in on schedules. But I think the, the biggest thing has been relationships. We built very strong relationships with agencies mm. through our sales us and our teams. Uh, very good trade marketing programs. As an example, we had one on Doug. I think you, you were in on one of them, and that was, um, you know, we used to have educationals where we brought down agency people with, with obviously representing clients that we were keen on getting on board, 
invited them for a five-star uh, two-day experience mm. on the Eastern Cape. And we called that escapism. And you would go to a resort, see the station. And then people's eyes would open and say, this is this building is world-class. The studios are amazing. Mm. You know, we, and they get looked after. So we ended up, you know, that kind of program is still running today. And that's stuff that Algoa does on a regular basis. And then I guess at the end of the day, the biggest, the biggest plus for us is that we actually get great results yeah. so you know in terms mm. of feedback we have teams in place who actually once a promotion is run you know we can we can do that wrap-up campaign information mm. do it very well yeah. and actually we're very lucky and fortunate that our audiences almost like a, a tribe you know our yeah. audiences are tribes of the station yeah. and they, they really take heart to whatever we're doing so there's a strong community aspect to these commercial stations, which I think makes them unique. In yeah, and I, and I think that's really an important point. You know, too often we default to the ECASA definition of community. Um, commercial stations can be community stations as well, and I think that's important. Mm. And you're going to be talking Radio Awards in a moment um, because, as you said, we've got Radio Royalty here. I was involved with the, the Radio Awards in, in the very first one, 2010, which was a revelation to me in many respects because... I was like all planners, you know, blissfully unaware of what goes on behind the scenes and just what is involved in putting the show together. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk radio but awards. Just, just before we get into that, Gordon, I think, you know, what, if, if I look back at my, my last corporate job and, and we do exactly that, Dave, you know, we'd look at our three big geographies, start off, you know, Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, and then we'd look at the next two, which was Bloom and, and mm. PE. And the irony of the situation is we had probably the best, regional manager in Bloom uh, mm. on our side you know what I mean and he formed a very good relationship with the guys at OFM they were they, were, they did a lot of stuff with Free State Rugby as an example so you know when we use that community the guys had like-minded interests you know they, they spent time and they they actually cared you know they mm. spent time together doing stuff which a lot of the time in the bigger stations it was more just a commercial agreement you know we'd argue AV and we'd, and we'd do normal stuff you know well I say normal stuff at an arm's length, but certainly if I look at the how they got together and extracted great value, you know, from an OB, you know, that unique factor, Dave, and maybe, you know, you, you want to see the, the jock, you want to see what he looks like, you know, and, and, and Mark, well, our guy, Vian, and, uh, and Nick and the guys in Broome, they did that, they brought things together, they took it, not just Broome, eh, across the region, and I mean, that, you know, one kind of underestimate the magnificence of, of, of getting close to your hero and I use it in inverted commas. Part of that hero thing was bringing the free state rugby players into the fold. So yeah. it was a lot of that stuff where they worked harder to do better, you know, for both sides. And, and it wasn't just a straight radio bar. And that was often, it was after when the microphone's off, what happens then? And that's that goodness. So, so the irony of it is, you know, we had a very good relationship across a lot of stations, but OFM was one of them. Um, you know, if I look back at that time, You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, station branding is, is crucial. I mean, you know, you, you walked the whole route through on Algoa and 2018 uh, Station of the Year on, on Radio Awards. Um, how, how important is station branding, you know, beyond the ever selling of advertising, you know, from a listener perspective? How do you go about creating a brand out of a radio station? Well, you know, we always have a chuckle at the office because um, the guys did such a great job when the station was launched in 1985 that 
Um, our audience often still refers to us as you know radial go, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a pain in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rear end yeah, yeah, for yeah. for people that are yeah. big on brand names and and I think. But mm. yeah, I think the station the station changed names a few times along the way. Um, we went from there to um, I think it was um, our Goa stereo when stereo was big. You remember mm. in left ear and right yeah, ear yeah, yeah, all yeah. over, yeah. and then uh, eventually becoming Algo FM. So yeah, building a brand has it's been a long a long journey. Um but I think, you know, it must be one of the strongest brands in our broadcast footprint areas. Mm. Very well known. Everybody knows the station. And I think that contributes as part of that whole tribe. You know, it's it's got a great reputation. Um it was only me that made the newspaper for firing DJs, but other than that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, the station's really a, a great business. We had the strong CSR component, yeah. which Algoa Cares was, is still going mm. today. And even the big walk for cancer was a massive event yeah. on the, on the mm. calendar. So yeah. we built up a lot of areas of business. You know, we, we spoke trade marketing earlier, but consumer marketing. And we do things like beach road shows where we're very active mm. every year from, mm. yeah. you know, literally from Kaimouth to, to Mossel Bay. So mm. we get out there. We like to see our audiences. Um, yeah, and, 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 the, and the station itself. Now we've got an iconic home. Mm. You know, for PE, it's a really amazing building. It's number one in terms of sustainability. It's got every, you know, every touch point that one would need in the property yeah. moving into, mm -hmm. you know, into the future. So, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, very excited about this company. I mean, it's tough working in the Eastern Cape, but I always, always say to the guys, you know, as much as in Joburg, we have, they have the gold mines and we have the we have to work on the gold dumps, you know, to yeah. find the, the golden nuggets. You know. yeah. We got used to so to work a lot harder to to make our you know revenue numbers, yeah. and it actually made us a lot stronger. And mm. I think that mm. ended up becoming that radio award that we spoke about. Yeah, about. yeah. And interesting, you know, and I think I might have mentioned this before in the show, talking about the radio awards. And I, in preparing for today, I'd, I'd kind of gone back and had a look at the awards, and I totally forgot in 2010. I was involved, Jeremy Maggs was, was involved, and Jeremy wanted to have a People's Award. So you had to have a X number of people, you know, SMSing in those days, I think we were talking, to vote for their station. I said, what a really bad idea. You might as well just give the award to Akwazi FM. But, you know, the committee pushed ahead, and Jeremy was 100% correct, and I was completely wrong. Because it didn't go to Akwazi FM. It went to a community station called Ubush Libishawi. And if you go back to the audience figures... Um, the audience was zero. And to this day, I've suddenly realized that's the power of talking about community. How does a station with no listeners so mobilize its community to win an award against a lineup of 7 million listeners? It was a brilliant lesson to me not to uh, overemphasize the numbers. You've got, to, you've got to trade in numbers. You've got to put a price to it. But the power of community lies in that, that very word itself, yeah. And just, uh, you know, changing tact, uh, Gordon and, and Dave, you were speaking a little bit about the future and looking forward and all the rest of it. I mean, one of the big things is, is audio and, and the whole digital, you know, today you're on our podcast and thanks again for your time. 
Um, let's just talk. I mean, you were quoted in an article earlier this year. I read up uh, PwC Media Outlook uh, forecasts that the SA podcast market will double to 19 million monthly users by 2024. Now, Gordon, um, we got to get our hands on that's, some of those, uh, those users. Wait till um, we get going. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, uh, yeah, let's just talk a little bit about that. I mean, you've already got Wondery as a, as, as a fantastic, uh, and, and I mean, I, I won't mention it, but you can talk about it stats globally uh, in your portfolio. And so let's just talk a little bit about the future, the blended approach of, of traditional radio, what I would call it, and, 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 and uh, podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. I think the bug bit, um, I think it was in 2017, I was fortunate to go to a radio convention in Switzerland. And, you know, always knowing those conferences, it was always like five years ahead of us. You know? mm. So it gave me a, a bit of time to take a bit of stock. Yeah. And I'd just been appointed in 2019 as the, the new head of AME. And I looked at their website, <laughs> Amy's website, and talked all, I'd only talked about radio. Yeah. And I knew what was coming down the line, and we had our strat, and we, we changed from a, a radio group to a, an audio group, mm. which was, was vital. So you know, everything we've spoken about since then has been really been based around audio. Um, and it's taken us a bit of time to sort of organize ourselves. But I think the biggest part of it has been the fact that we've got two well-established radio brands that can contribute to, to audio in a strong way. I mean, we've got all the studios, mm. production. Mm. We even you know, have video operators in, in our businesses. So we've got a strong team. Um, and on top of that, I mean, obviously, we've got MoneyWeb. I, I, don't, I don't think I included MoneyWeb in the and I was talking about mm. the subsidiaries, but yeah. in terms of MoneyWeb, they're really leading the, the way in terms of uh, podcasting in South Africa, and they got great numbers. Mm. I remember the board member asked me the other day, literally last week, was a I had a question around, um, so why don't we wait for an advertiser to, so you come up with a plan, a content plan, and then we must wait for an advertiser to take it before you record the show. You know? yeah, yeah. And our thinking is very different. Like We, we want to make things happen and mm. then get the sponsors on board and we believe if you know the products are, are quality based then we can do that so MoneyWeb is a good example we did MoneyWeb now which is a 30 minute slot in the morning which mm. we created uh, MoneyWeb's radio division real radio is part of the SABC we're sitting with you know the afternoon drive shows and we've got massive audiences on SFM and, and RSG but we decided to you know become less reliant if I can say that term with the SABC, so we created our own podcast breakfast show, mm. and it's really gone well. I mean, we've got sponsorship till the end of 2022 as one yeah. example mm. of mm. where advertisers and and not just in the financial sector are taking more and more note of yeah. of, of the audio surge in the in the world today. And obviously, there was a research document that came out um, two years ago. The new one's coming out in the first quarter of next year mm. on on digital and audio. Yeah. information in South Africa mm. but already the numbers are, are there I mean I think it's between 20 and 30 percent of of people have been listening to podcasts of the people researched were listening to podcasts already yeah. two years ago yeah yeah I mean um, if, if you go back on the research even you know excluding the BRC research um, into the Nielsen uh, digital consumer survey in 2019 it was very evident there and and of course you, you the younger the age filter the more likely people are going to go into the audio on demand frame yeah. so we don't have the you know we don't have the massive sort of commute in south africa like yeah. europe does sure. yeah so a lot of people there are using train services to get into town or buses um and yeah i mean we do have the, the taxis and i think that's where the things are going to change i mean mm. our younger population are using 
audio and podcasting like their parents who used the newspapers. Yeah. So mm. and and so they they're able to download podcasts or audio wherever they are where they can get free mm. downloads yeah. in the shopping center. Yeah. And, yeah. and and they can listen to that inform that sure. program anytime they want to. Yeah. And so I always pose the question like to and I started doing this two years ago, what is the most purchased um, electronic gadget in, in the world today? And people often will talk about uh, telephones and that, but uh. headphones is is was the is the number one, and mm. this is the way people are listening. Yeah, you know you you can't you know you can't broadcast a show and then expect the new audiences to just come come to you. You got to actually go to them. Yeah, and they they are available twenty four hours a day in various formats. So yeah. it's quite an interesting shift in in dimension. Uh, Wondery was something that we signed up. Um, so it's just something that they're number three in the world, mm. the largest independent uh, podcasting business in the world. They've got about 150, 160 programs. Mm. So we're featuring a lot of that material on, on our, our websites of our subsidiaries. Business Wars is, is one of the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's consistently uh, performing. Consistently yeah. right up there, yeah. but they're constantly generating more and more. Mm. So number one in the world is at the moment, according to PodTrack, is I, the iHeart Group, which is mm. like over 600 radio stations. Yeah. And they're using actually podcasts for, for, for radio content at night yeah. on their services. Yeah. So they're cross-promoting yeah. each other stations, podcast you know, products, and then they're playing them in at night. Unfortunately, we can't do that with the Wondreek in terms of the licensing, but we are able to to use the content on all our platforms and also sell. So we have the exclusive rights to sell into Wondreek, which means it could be a, a sponsorship or, you know, um, uh, there's, a, there's a terminology which now my mind is gone, but, you know, at the beginning of the show or midstream or... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can add, you can add like like you can do. Yeah. Uh, we can add you know advertising in, and we're able to sell that exclusively yeah. to Wonder in Southern Africa. Yeah, pre roll and pre roll, pre rolls, yeah, mid roll and pre roll. Yeah, yeah, So I mean, for me, the you know the Wondery pedigree is is really intriguing. Yeah. This has got to be one of the best kept secrets with respect. Uh, maybe it should be going bigger next year. Um, it's it's part of the Amazon stable. Amazon, of course, um, bought up uh, acquired Disney Fox assets. I think in 2019. So it's this is part of a massive back end, which I think is a huge development for for the local industry. And uh, what what I do like uh, is you're talking about the fusion. So suddenly, podcasts and radio are not in silos. They're they're all one kind of overall audio offering, which I think becomes really interesting. And part of the wondery stable uh, is is also al jazeera podcast so i don't know uh, is there a plan to engage with that aspect of it in the future or is that kind of built into the wondery platform already um yeah i must be honest um we've just stuck to the core core work yeah. of wondery which is the 160 shows that you know but i mean i think as our relationship grows we'll be You're exploring the avenues explore yeah. hopefully we can also start doing some of our shows will be yeah. make it onto their yeah. platform yeah. but what what's encouraging when you were chatting uh and obviously dave i'm not an expert on the group but i mean you talk about media heads and their work across dubbing and their work into the into the broadcaster the national broadcaster and you were talking about young people consuming media like their parents did probably newspapers be interesting to to tell that story that 
African story, you know, in a, in a local format that, you know, people can write that richness in and they can download on demand, as you say, free Wi-Fi and sit in the taxis and listen to that. So that could be, you know, again, interesting and, yeah. and, and using obviously the heritage of your radio stations and the, and the goodness of that yeah. to, to, to move into the new world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the key is that whilst radio is highly regulated, um, mm. this space, the audio space is yeah. not. Also no yeah. geography, so, you know. Yeah. I think one has to start with my starting point would be not that everyone likes this terminology, but out of the box. So mm. you don't have the restriction yeah. to say, oh, I've got to have X amount of local content. I have yeah. to broadcast in this language yeah. or so many news bulletins a day. Yeah. We can do anything we want. And I think it's critical that um, audio can be used vitally for education and to, mm. to for all and, sorts and, of, and yeah. to cover yeah. you know, all our, all our national languages, you know, yeah. not just yeah. English, I yeah. guess. So you made a very important point there, uh, Doc, when you said no geography. I mean, and, and a little, and it, and sort of downloading, and, and let me just urge all the listeners out there, download Wonder and have a look at it. It's incredibly rich. But here, here, spoiler alert, make sure you know what it is you want to listen to because there's an awful lot of stuff in there. And coming back to your no geography, it's a little bit like collecting stamps. You know, when you start off as a kid, um, you can collect stamps geographically or you can collect them thematically. Yeah. And I think podcasts is like collecting stamps thematically. If you're interested in animals, then go and collect animals. Mm. Um, so you've got to decide, you know, what it is that you want to, to listen to. The content is so well uh, curated and offered. Mm. Um, it's, it's almost a little bit intimidating. So I've had to sort of go back and say, what is it I want to listen to? Who is it I want to listen to? Mm. And I think that was also the key for advertisers and, and sponsors is to look at it thematically mm. and say, okay, what kinds of behavioral space do we would, would we like to juxtapose our brand against? Yeah. Is it fitness? Then it mm. could be an energy drink. Is it wellness? Then it's whatever the case may be. But I think, you know, we're, uh, Dave, we're, we're coming to the end of, uh, of our, our session here and the end of the year. Um, we didn't get around to talking about your uh, Hall of Fame status in 2018, which was the year uh, you won. We did kind of allude to it. There's some great names in there. And it, preparing again took me on a journey. Bob <laughs> Courtney, Peter Lotus, Berksy. You're making so, me feel older. <laughs> you know, I, I was just going to go in that route, but you got there ahead of me. Yeah, even Stan Katz is in there. That's how many oldies there are in there. So it's a really uh, yeah. interesting lineup of, of names. And as we wrap up, uh, time becomes an issue. And I'm just mindful of one thing. One of the, the radio greats said to me when I was a lighty in the industry, Justice Chungu, who headed up uh, SABC Radio and, and the Christian stations in particular, said to me, the problem with you young whiteies, you're always in a hurry to go somewhere so that you can get back quickly. <laughs> so if you're in a hurry to go somewhere, we've got to get back quickly And as we uh, wrap up the show and we wrap up the year. Doc, Dave, I'm going to leave it to you guys to, to take us home for 2021. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Gordon. Dave, just in closing, uh, you know, we always encourage our listeners to be part of the conversation. It's not just 30 minutes of, of great chat, you know, with another great guest. So uh, what's the best way to get hold of these? Is it just ame.co.za? Is, is that the best place? And then break out into the various stations from there? Um, look, look here, I think my numbers are well known to a lot of people, so it's not the end of the world. But I think ideally from my side, um, an email address is perfect to, mm. to stay in touch. And then after I respond, you'll get yeah. all my, my, my digital contact details. <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, Dave, which is quite simple, D-A-V-E at A-M-E, African Media Entertainment, A-M-E dot C-O dot Z-A. So it's quite a simple, Dave at A-M-E dot C-O dot Z-A. 
I'm on LinkedIn. I've got a, I do a lot of WhatsApping reels from time to time. Just spent the weekend at Chamari, so mm. you know we had a lot of fun there. And we brought the rain there. We got 30 mils of rain. Awesome. We out there well done. Bush, so yeah. That was amazing. And then yeah, Instagram's also my favorite. I, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm not on Facebook, but yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> that's great. Thanks, Dave. And again, again, please be part of the conversation. If you want to talk about radio, you want to talk about digital, you want to ask questions, whatever, here's, here's another great guest, and I'm a veteran of, of radio to, to chat with you. You're not going to get a lot better than that. So, Dave, thanks very much, Gordon. Thanks very much. And next week, it's our absolute wrap-up show for the it's year. It's the wrap-up for the year, so uh, we'll uh, have all our Christmas wishes then I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, Santa Claus outfit what uh, you're going to come in your Christmas speedo doc um, he's a he's Fuff, a bit of a speedo, speedo. Well, the, the, those speedos that Fuff the Clack use are made in peace so absolutely go. there you go, there you go. I rest, I rest my case and I'll send top it's all good until next week we'll catch you then ciao for now and so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.